What's going on, you guys? And welcome back. This is Time Out with You Stadium. I'm Brianna. We've got Nick and Frankie. We got our weekly deal here, you guys. We got a lot to talk about. We're gonna try to keep it under an hour. Let's see if let's see if we can do it. What do you guys think? No promises. <laughs> yeah, not no tonight. Promises. Not after especially that Yankees. With, not after that Yankees loss. I got a lot on my mind. No. Especially with you two. No promises. Um, let's just get right into it because there's a lot, like I said, a lot to talk about. So in this draft, we might see something that we haven't seen before, and that is seeing four quarterbacks come off the board in a row. Um, with you know Trey Lance being in there somewhere, you would you you could argue he's the fifth out of the five. Where do you guys rank these quarterbacks in terms of? Let's just go one through five, best to not best. I don't want to be mean and say that they suck because they don't. Um, so let's start off with that, and then we have a follow-up question afterwards. So, Nick, you're our kind of like our draft expert here, so let's go with you first. That's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the consensus number one is Trevor Lawrence, right? I don't think really anybody, even if you're the you know homeristic Jet fan that you could possibly be, you can't put Zach Wilson above Trevor Lawrence. So Lawrence is hands down the number one guy in this class. Then I would go Zach Wilson, number two. I've had that since November. This isn't kind of just your – you know, pick of the week since his pro day was great. All these guys had pretty real, you know, pretty good and impressive pro days, even like a Kellamon did. Um, then I have Trey Lance three, Justin Fields four, Mac Jones rounding it out at five. But I think all of these guys have that franchise quarterback potential and all of these can change. You know, they're all interchangeable depending on where they land. Right. You know, so if Justin Fields lands in San Francisco and Trevor Lawrence lands in Jacksonville, I would not be surprised if Justin Fields goes on to have a better career than a, a Trevor Lawrence. So, but in a vacuum coming out into this draft, I go Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields, Mac Jones. Frankly, I sort of agree. I'm almost on that ship, Nick. I, I do think Trevor Lawrence is a far away um, number one quarterback prospect in this draft. <laughs> Don't need to get too much into it. Um, second, I have I have never had a tie ever in my life with rankings <laughs> ever. I have never had a tie. No, I cannot pick one over the other. I was team Justin Fields forever. I was Fields over Wilson, but I will not lie that Zach Wilson pro day was one of the most impressive things I've seen from a quarterback just on air, but it was so impressive. Just imagining Zach Wilson being able to get receivers the ball in space and being able to do it with such precision. His arm is so precise. He can get the ball in any spot, um, scrambling and running around at any point um, uh, uh, throughout the game and, and, and on a field. So I had to put Wilson with Fields, who was my original second. Fields was two, but Wilson tied him. It's Trevor Lawrence, it's Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Flip a coin, flip a coin for it. it to me, they're equal at, as the number two prospect. And um, fourth I have is Trey Lance. I think he's a project quarterback. I, uh, I think you need to work with him. He's not going to come in and start right away. He does remind me a little bit of Colin Kaepernick. Um, so, by the way, shout-outs to our boy Raj right there on, uh, on, his, on his Twitter feed. Uh, that's our man right there. Yeah, he's watched. He's watching Zach Wilson's pro day. He's not getting Zach Wilson though. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, well, my done. Jets are my Jets are taking Zach Wilson. That's just gonna happen. Um, and uh, fifth, I have is Mac Jones, Crack Jones. Um, he's not Crack anymore. He's he's more. He's uh, he's 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 actually still Crack, I guess, because Crack's not good or, or or high level. So yeah, he's Crack Jones still. Um, Mac Jones is fifth. Uh, I've been looking at Mac Jones a bit. I didn't like the way he conducted himself during his pro day. I wasn't a big fan. Um, looking at the receivers he had and just going through some of his tape, not as big on him as I thought I'd be. Um, so yeah, one, I have Trevor Lawrence Two, I have a tie between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Literally, I cannot pick one or the other. I just can't. I want to so bad. I can't, um, <laughs> come uh, to your head right now. Who is it? Gun to my head, it's Jets are going to get Zach Wilson. I would still take Justin Fields. Okay. I like the total package. That 4-4 speed, Nick, with his arm, 
and his intangibles and size, you can't you can't make it up. <laughs> and 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 he has it all. So I'm still worried about Zach Wilson's character in terms of playing in the NFL in a big market, all the lights on you, having the pressure of a franchise that struggled, not having an elite cast around him. I'm a little worried about some of the weight on his shoulders. I'm not worried about Justin Fields um, in, in that regard. So gun to my head, I'm taking Fields. But if we take Zach Wilson, I'm happy also, to be honest. I am. Um, and then four, I'm going Trey Lance, project, like the skills and all. And five, I'm going Mac Jones. I think he's uh, he's he's similar to a lot of, of the old uh, Alabama quarterbacks that were used to coming out and just not making it. So he's a little better than they are. I will give him that, but I'm mm-hmm. not sold yet. And those other guys are incredible. So Trey, Justin, uh, Zach, and Trevor. I mean, you. I think this is the best quarterback class I've ever scouted or seen, honestly. So yeah, Frankie, Frankie took the words like kind of right out of my mouth. That's my lineup. It's going to be Trevor and then Zach Wilson, Justin Fields are like 2A, 2B for me. The only I would flip flop Trey Lance and Mac Jones just because I like the I like the fact that Mac Jones has basically played on the 33rd NFL team. Basically, that's what Alabama hmm. is. I know Alabama quarterbacks come out and they don't do anything like Ohio State said. too though. So But Ohio you know, State too. Hold them to that. Which is why I'm looking at the top two. I'm looking at Trevor and Zach Wilson and I'm saying, okay, these are the set guys. And when I looked at the mock draft that we have that we're going to talk about in a little bit, I was surprised to see the first four quarterbacks all in a row because I feel like it, you're dead set on the first two and then I it's a toss up between the last three. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we, we can throw the mock up there, you know, whenever you feel like it. But, um, you know, I, I think what the Mac Jones, where the differentiator is with like a Mac Jones and former Alabama quarterbacks were, um, a lot of those guys were kind of like game managers, weren't asked to really do too much, weren't asked to push the envelope a little bit. But Mac Jones did. He got the ball down the field to these, ex, you know, ex- crazy explosive receivers. And the the credit on Mac is that he's like a sponge. They said they, you know, Saban said he's never had a quarterback who's picked up information and is able to not only you know take it in, but also pass along to his teammates, to his offensive line, to his quarterback uh, receivers. He's so smart as a quarterback with the arm. You know, I know we saw a lot of overthrows, and there were those funny little clips of Shanahan and Belichick kind of laughing or you know <laughs> kind of making a smirk when when some of those overthrows happen, but. I mean, he's going to have to get used to some, you know, he's going to go to the NFL probably and have worse receivers, you know, on a team. Like if he goes to, let's say, you know, maybe not Carolina because they have a decent receiver core, but if he goes to like New England, he's going to have a worse receiving core there yeah. than he did in Alabama. So he's going to have to get used to that timing and that speed. And that'll come obviously over time, you know, Devonta wasn't really running his full route tree or his full speed at the pro day. So, you know, the throws were a little bit off, but, you know, don't sleep on Mac Jones in this class. I mean, I've said it not only where he's going to go, but also as a prospect, I know a lot of people laugh at him because he's like the goofy looking kid. His shorts were like, you know, Tom Brady esque in 2000. So (laughs) it was, you know, it's not exactly like he's not flashy like these other guys, but um, he's definitely a really solid prospect. It depends on, you know, where he lands. So um, I think that that Patriot fit is interesting. I will say this though. Go ahead, Frank. Well, really quick with Mac Jones, you cannot ignore the talent he had around him. I mean, It's 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 head and shoulders even above what Justin Fields had at Ohio State. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just you you have to take that into account. I mean, this guy's playing with, as you're saying, or as Bree said, the 33rd uh, NFL team. So you can't ignore that. For I sure. wish I could take credit for that too. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be who came, full who, disclosure. Who, who, who came up with it? I don't know. I think I heard like on, Dan know. Orlovsky say it or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's well, from Connecticut we... too, so like we stick together when it comes That's to this true. stuff. Um, all right. Well, let's toss that mock draft back up because they. I have I have a couple things I want to talk about on it. And I want to hear your takes on it. Um, so Nick, I'll let you. How about this? I'll let you run through it. Cool. first and then i've got like three or four bullet points that i just kind of want to discuss so, so you good. take it away so this is a little teaser of what we're going to drop on the app really soon it's going to be our full nfl draft kit um sure probably after the show maybe an hour or so <laughs> after you'll be able to get 
three round mocks, <clears throat> including the compensatory picks. You'll be able to get our top 200, our positional rankings, and a breakdown of every team, the moves they've made, positions that they need to fill in the draft, and also some prospects that they, <clears throat> you as a fan, should pay attention to, whether that's a first round guy or even later in the rounds in the in the draft. So the draft gets awesome. Uh, had some of our mega fans from each team contribute on there, so it's exciting. But um, let's just, for the sake of time and, and interest, I know a lot of people don't really care too much about as we go forward into the second, third, and fourth round. But um, for the first round, you see four quarterbacks go right away. And that fifth pick is crazy because I know the Bengals are – they need offensive line in the worst way. They need another weapon for uh, Burrow. But they could benefit from a trade back too if, let's say, Carolina is sitting there and they're – you know, shit in their pants because they think someone's going to jump them, a Denver or a Washington, to get a Mac Jones if he falls. That could be another trade-up spot, and you could see five quarterbacks go in a row. I know we say it feels like we say that every, like, big quarterback class, and it never happens. But this year, you're going to get quarterback one, two, three. I think, uh, you know, if it's not 99, if it's not 100%, it's 99 right now. And I'm leaning towards Trey Lance with the Niners because of the system fit and the ceiling. So I know, you know, people, the hot thing is like the Mac Jones right now to the Niners. I know we'll get into that a little bit. I'm leaning Lance right here. Um, then you see Fields falling to Atlanta, I think, is a, is a great, you know, fit for them. That that would be, you know, and uh, their new offense, their new head coach comes from the Titans, Arthur Jones. Um, very accurate passer. He's going to love those the bootlegs, the play action passes. That's their offense there. They're going to probably need to get another running back eventually, though, because, you know, Arthur Smith likes to, obviously, as you saw with Derek Henry, run the ball. Um, and then you see the, the Dolphins, you know, doubling up on top offensive talents at 6 and 18 with Jamar Chase and Najee Harris. I mean, if they can come away with that, too, is going to have no excuses going into next year. Um, then Jalen Waddell to the Lions, another receiver for Detroit. Um, feels like they're drafting top receivers like every other year. They would so take um, Jalen Waddle there. Yeah, right. Not going to pan so out going there. At seven. <laughs> that would be a disaster pick, by the way. That would be utterly disastrous if they do. I, I that. think the Lions' sleeper have the the uh, shoe in for a number one pick next year. I think that roster was gutted this year. It's a terrible team. And Dan Campbell, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Um, then I got Mac going to the Panthers. They love him. They loved him at the Senior Bowl. Even the the owner who wants this big quarterback flashy move. I don't think Mac Jones is like flashy, so to say. But I think you could put him with <clears throat> Joe Brady, solid receivers, Christian McCaffrey. He's going to have the talent around him, so he won't go from the thirty third team in the NFL, like Bree says, to a, a receiving core that's empty. <laughs> at least they'll have some guys there. Then. The number two prospect in our in our top 200, Kyle Pitts, falls all the way to Denver at nine just because of the run on quarterbacks. If the Dolphins don't grab Pitts at six, I think he slips a little bit there. Obviously, the Lions already took like Hawkinson. That I don't think they would though. do that. I do, too. That's good. And obviously, if whether it's Darnold, if they trade for him, or if it's Drew Locke, they're going to need somebody to throw, You know, obviously, Judy, uh, Sutton. So they have some nice pieces there. I have an interesting pick for Denver in the second round too, a little teaser that's going to make that offense even more flashy. And if then you, you have see, Noah fan too with him. That would be nice. Yeah. Be, the double tight end, the double tight end that's thing is going to become something oh, yeah. that you'll see in the future. And Kyle that's Pitts, thing. by the way, he's going to become this flex tight end hybrid who's going to be able to play <laughs> mm-hmm. wide receiver. And that was the first thing when I put on Kyle Pitts tape about a month ago. I go. This guy looks like a wide receiver. He does not look like a tight end, doesn't even really move much like a tight end, which makes me think how much is he going to really line up at the traditional tight end position? He may be playing a a flex wide receiver position more than people think, honestly. Yeah, I can see that. And we we were talking about in the pre-show his wingspan. Like I haven't seen anybody with the catch radius and wingspan since like Julio Jones, whatever. What year was that he was drafted like? I don't even know anymore. You know, I only see. I, I only I saw say. wing radius like that when I would throw Nick a wedge from Cutlets and Cobb. Like, oh Nick, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <There's a witness laughs> <drop>. <laughs> Nick's not letting that thing drop. Pitts is a freak, though. I mean, like, I'm really interested to see where he ends up because he's got like. I know people are like drooling over him, and he is our our second rank prospect, but he can be like scary good in this league. Like, he's where this league is going. Um, so he's probably the guy I'm most interested to see. Where he goes, then you got to run on some corners here, Sertain and Horn, offensive tackles. But the kind of highlight of, of the draft here, and between us three, 
is number 15 with the Pats, not getting a quarterback, but ending up with the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith. I think he is going to fall a little just because of, again, Chase, Pitts, Waddle, the quarterbacks, these corners, the tackles. You're going to get a guy like Smith who people are a little worried about his frame. You fall to 15. Belichick loves, you know, hitting up the Alabama tree and, Devonta Smith is a Belichick player, smart, heady, hardcore football guy. I think he makes so much sense for them. So I have a little talking point on this. Um, I First and foremost, I need people to stop saying that the Pats are going to trade up for a quarterback. Okay? I need that to stop. Yeah, that's got to stop. Um, <laughs> nice timing. You look, you look and you see, and we're going to talk about this later, you look and you see what Miami got in return from San Fran just so San Fran can move up nine spots. So you're telling me the Pats are going to trade up from 15 to let's say four because four with Atlanta is like the big talked about trade right now. You're mm-hmm. telling me Bill's – okay, so this is, this is what San Fran gave up in order to move up nine spots, okay? They went from – 12 to three. 12. And mm-hmm. they also gave up a first and a third in 2022 and a first in 2023. So you're giving up in total three first round picks just to move nine spots. And I get that. Yeah, the you, Pats aren't going to do that. Your situation mm-hmm. in San Fran is very different than the situation here. You still have Jimmy G. And like I said, we're going to talk about that later. The Pats need a quarterback. I like Cam Newton as much as the next person, and I'm putting more faith in him this year because I feel like he got a bad shake last year. I don't think he, you know, is as bad as he showed. I'm going to let him, you know, on a tighter leash this year, but I'm going to let him go until he proves me completely wrong. Then I'll say I was wrong. But the Pats need a quarterback. But Bill isn't stupid, and I don't know why people all of a sudden think that he's going to trade up and lose – three or four first round picks to move up 11 spots. When has Bill Belichick ever moved up in the first round, mm-hmm. let alone up at all? He trades out of the first round. He trades back. He maximizes the value of his picks. He's not trading up for a quarterback. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. And if I think does, too, pigs are going to be flying out the window. And I also think, too, if you look at the way things unfolded with Brady, I don't think that after what happened last year that Brady won the Super Bowl and they're spending all this money trying to make things right, I don't think that they're going to go out of their way and spend all this draft capital trying to bring in a quarterback. Yeah. It looks like – it's like desperation 101. Like that and. is when you really look desperate as an, as an organization. And I don't think Kraft and Belichick, the, as prideful as they are, I don't think they're going to do that. You don't spend all this money in free agency just to put a rookie quarterback back there and say, hey, all right, learn it, do it, take us to the playoffs. You don't, that's not how that works. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I don't think they're going to make the jump from 15 to four, five, six if it's available. But if a quarterback like a Mac Jones falls or if it is Justin Fields and they're falling from, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, they can make a jump up maybe four or five picks to get a guy. If they really have Justin Fields ranked high up there, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out. If all it's going to take is maybe a second rounder this year and a pick next year, as long as they're not giving up multiple ones, I don't see any situation where Belichick's going to give up multiple first round picks to move up. But if one of those guys fall, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they do go up and get them. So I agree. If it's something where they're moving up. So let's say like 15 to 11, you would think that would most likely take a third round pick fourth round pick just to move those three spots right something like that a little more yeah i don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to fall to that point i feel like the only way that would happen is if let's say kyle pitts is still there and i don't think that the kyle pitts is going to be there nor do i think the pats are going to take him um they have five quarterbacks on the roster right now or quarterbacks i wish five tight ends on the roster right now Okay, I feel and like I know we just said you can move him and he could be a flex receiver. He's like a hybrid kind of guy. I still don't think that that's that's going to happen. I don't. But let's say one of these Alabama receivers is there. If because as we all know, the receiving core in New England is a disaster. 
and I'll be the first one to tell you it's awful. According to them, it's not. They spent all this money on a few receivers. <laughs> <laughs> it's free Man. agency. They think it's Kendrick awful. Bourne and Nelson Aguilar are going to be the answer there. So I I like Kendrick Bourne, the Kendrick Bourne signing, way more than I like the Aguilar signing. Yeah, and I don't I necessarily hate the Aguilar signing. It was it caught me off guard for sure because that's not somebody I had on my radar whatsoever. But if one of these Alabama quarterbacks are there at 10, 11, 12, and they moved up for that because they need that help on the outside, sure. Then I can see them doing that in a weird Bill does something strange and trades up whatever. I mean, again, in my lifetime, I haven't seen it in the first round. So Yeah, I think it's going to depend on, again, like what happens with these quarterbacks because if they go, if there's a run on them and you get all five of them going within the top ten, you're going to see – one of these receivers are going to fall towards 15 because you're going to get these offensive tackles. These, the, the league is just desperate for offensive linemen. You're going to get to at least two of these top three cornerbacks to go because it's another position that the you league is rusher. You got a rusher or two, a few D linemen up there also. Yeah, There's always it's just a, a, it's a numbers game at 15. that point. So, you know, if teams are worried about Devonta's you know, frame and whether he's going to hold up his weight, he was a little underweight, which, you know, I don't care too much about, but it's a little red flag for teams that are dying to look for a red flag in order to not draft you. And Belichick won't let that be the reason why he's not going to draft a kid. That's a Heisman trophy winner can really do it all. Great kid, smart kid. I think it's a, it'd be a slam dunk for them to to land him at 15. And that's why when I saw that picture of Belichick with John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan and Josh McDaniels, I made it a point to tweet. It's interesting that both the head coach and the offensive coordinator are at Alabama's pro day, and it's not because of the quarterback. It's it's one of these receivers for me is mm-hmm. going to fall to that 15 spot or that 15 area. And I know the last time they took a receiver in the first round, we know how that's gone. Nikhil Harry is – he's trade bait right now, supposedly. Yeah, they're going to ship him out. So, which is, I mean, like a day two. On, that's, I think Washington's a fan. Which is the fine. thing that the thing about this draft I'm just not understanding is why a receiver like Jalen Waddle is projected to be drafted in front of Devonta Smith. I don't see how that's possible. Jalen Waddle is 5'10. How many receivers that are in the elite category or are ever in the elite category or 5'10? You don't see it too often. There's only a few in the league right now that are 5'10 that are making a living being 5'10. Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, but there's not many of them. So Julian I'm Edelman. worried. Put some respect on his Julian name. Julian Edelman so. d- doesn't count. <laughs> Julian Edelman should should have a royalty sent to Tom Brady for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> it, no, it, it, it's crazy. I understand the speed, but if he's not getting the ball underneath on a slant or he's not getting something that allows him the space to take it to the house, he's not a top 10 wide receiver in this draft. I'm not trying to hate on a guy, but you're getting a guy in the top 10. He better be able to run the route tree. He better be able to go up and get it on the goal line when you're on a, you know, it's a, it's a third and goal and you need a touchdown. I mean, Jalen Waddle's not that guy. And you look at receivers, even like Odell Beckham, that made a career off their speed and, 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 and going underneath and taking it for six. Those guys, when they get an injury or something happens, something breaks, they're not that fast anymore. They're not the same receiver. I would be so worried about taking a guy like Jalen Waddle that early. And the production's not even there. Look at his numbers at Alabama. Last year only had 800. Uh, I mean, but granted, it was a short season. But the he's never had a season where he's had 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's not, he's not that receiver. So you're going to get a guy in the top 10 because he has speed. Look how that's worked out for uh, teams in the past that end up taking guys like Henry Ruggs, John Ross early. It's it, it, you have to be careful with these speedsters. They can really burn you literally when you draft them too early. Yeah, I think it's about the the separation. Like he's very quick off the line of scrimmage, uh, tracks the ball really well, can get down the field. He has that explosive playmaking ability. So I think it's you know besides for the lack of height, you know, you I mean you can't do anything about that. He is five ten. It's not like he's five eight, but. You know, it's the separation off the line. He's got that burst, that quick acceleration. I mean, he's a total package at receiver besides for the height, obviously. Um, Nick, what happened with Tavon why, Austin, though? I feel like we're arguing Tavon Austin Yeah, he's Austin a different game. Now, he's got a different game than Tavon. They're very Tavon's similar, a, Nick. Tavon's small in every aspect of it, though. Like, 
And he had no, he didn't have the complete skill set that Waddle had. Waddle plays and runs runs all the routes. Like it's not like he's just a you know track speed guy, get him the ball and hopefully just burn somebody and beats the corner. Like he beats with with skill set. He beats, you know, he's good with his hands on off the line. He tracks it really well. It's not like a he's not a fluky gimmicky player. So I mean, I wouldn't take him before I take Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. That's for sure. But I would I lean a little bit above Devonta Smith, but. You know, like we said with the quarterbacks, I just think it's you're your nitpicking here because it's such a good group again. You know, so like all these guys are going to come in and they're going to play. Yeah, no, are you really doing that to me? Look at him. He, <laughs> if he, puts, he puts a highlight of, of Jalen Waddle beasting someone, mossing someone. It's a Mac Jones All right, highlight. man. It, it's it's college. Please give me a break. <laughs> we're, we're on the Mac Jones uh, payroll. He's been paying a lot of people to talk about him lately. <laughs> Listen, he's quick. He's fast. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I'm not saying Strong that he too. shouldn't go in the first round, but he's got to go with a quarterback that's going to get him the ball with a room to operate, not to the Lions like you just had up there and not to a team that doesn't have a, a quarterback that's able to get him the ball in the right spot. Jalen Waddles, it, it'll ruin his career. Yeah, if he falls, I would love for the Jets to trade up from 23 to get him. No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Jamar Chase now. Now we're talking business. We're talking business. We're talking Jamar that. Chase. We yeah, need Jamar Chase in this biatch. Not, if not Miami, Waddle, please. If Miami ends up with Jamar Chase and Najee Harris, whoo. That's yeah, Dolphin fans should love that mock. That's a little dangerous, I think. They could bring the Wildcat back. They don't need a quarterback. That's well, what they I don't have go. one. That's for sure. <laughs> Plus, they Unless just they signed. They just signed Will Fuller. That would be. That's pretty. They already got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good Madden. It's and good I Madden love Mike Kosicki right too. Yeah, Mike Kosicki. Uh, wildly underrated. Yeah, there were like rumors also I about agree. Devontae Parker getting traded during the draft. So that's something to watch for too, if they're able to get one of these receivers. I don't know. All right. Um, let's segue back to this little Trey Lance at number three thing, because I want to get into the Jimmy G stuff, but I want to hear your reasoning as to why you think it would be better for them to, let's say, sit him for a year and then bring him up. And then the, yeah. whatever happens with Jimmy G. I mean, obviously we'll talk about that too, but. Yeah, that that's under the assumption that Jimmy G is back, which I know Bree, you've agreed with me. We've been saying all off season until I see him suit up for the Niners week one. I still think he's going to end up with the Pats. I don't know. I just, I see it. But for me, Lance is the project probably with the highest ceiling of anybody besides for Lawrence in this draft, because, you know, we don't have much film on him. Didn't play at all last year. And he was playing at North Dakota state. Like nobody watched them to be honest, besides, you know, once put them on the map, you know, people were watching guys like this play now, but he would bring a different element to a Shanahan offense that he's never had. You know, he's coached guys like Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, um, obviously Jimmy G. These guys are statues back there. You know, they don't have that element of speed, that element of moving around, making plays in the pocket. Cousins can move a little bit, and you saw him, you know, play his best football under Shanahan. But I think when you take, you know, a guy like Lance, and if you sit him behind Jimmy – kind of like what Mahomes did with a good team. It's not like you're letting him sit behind you know, with a bad team and come in and play yeah. with a bad roster. He's playing with a good team. You know, He's going to come on, get these reps in practice with players like George Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk, um, Debo Samuel. Like That's a good group of receivers. So he's going to get those reps in practice and, and throughout the week, and then he'll be ready to come in in two years, and this guy might light the league on fire. A guy like Mac Jones, you're limited a little bit with the ceiling, and I know it's – People are trying to compare like the Mac Jones to the guys he's had. Like I was mentioning, Jimmy G, Cousins. You know, they fit well, that. That's where I'm coming from. He fits that mold. Yeah. But Mac Jones is a little bit more, you know, athletic than those guys are. He's kind of up there with Cousins. He's a little more uh, athletic than Cousins, but he fits that mold a little bit more. But I think that he wants to. He sees where the limit is with these guys. You know, obviously Garoppolo got him to the Super Bowl, but he saw what Mahomes did because he can move around. I think he wants to go a little bit above and beyond, and a guy like Lance does that for him. The thing with Lance, though, that I'm scared about is is a few things. One, out of his 15 or so starts, he's only thrown for 200 yards three times and only over 300 yards once in his entire college career. The body of work is there. The arm strength, the accuracy too. You saw in his pro day, he's hitting guys on the sideline with pinpoint accuracy. Hmm. But the production isn't there in terms of him being able to run a pro-style offense. 
and doing it at, at an NFL level where you're literally expected every game to throw for 300 plus yards. So he's a project to me. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Shanahan wants a project. I think Shanahan knows we were in the Super Bowl two years ago. We got screwed with injuries last year. We need somebody that can come and deliver and uh, play off our running game, which is elite, and get us back to the Super Bowl. That's what he's looking at. Uh, Lance is going to take a few years. He reminds me of Colin Kaepernick. He really does in, in a lot of ways. He moves like Kaepernick. Kaepernick might have had a better arm in terms of arm strength, but I think Lance has a little better accuracy. But overall, yeah. body of work, he does remind me of Kaepernick. Maybe he will go to the 49ers. The body like, like and Colin the release, went, too. But the body yeah. and the release, the way they move, mm -hmm. I just I, – I would not uh, – I, I would not be surprised if they took Trey Lance, but I would be surprised if um, if 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 uh, Trey Lance ends up going to a situation like the Jets, which some fans have said that they're expecting Trey Lance to go second to the Jets. That would be so surprising. There's no shot. You have Zach Wilson there as a Jets, and they apparently there's been murmurs that they like Justin Fields. The Jets are not taking Trey Lance second. So I know that's been said out there in the Twitter sphere. It's not happening. I'm just mm -hmm. saying it right now. The Jets are not taking Trey Lance. That would surprise me. Shanahan getting him? No, wouldn't necessarily because, as Nick was saying, he's giving them something that Shanahan never had. And maybe Shanahan's sick of these, quote, unquote, sitting duck quarterbacks and wants someone with a little bit more sauce, as I say. Yeah. Um, but – I wouldn't I, I I wouldn't be surprised there, but trust me, the Jets are not taking Trey Lance second. So that rumor needs to, I think, needs to be squashed. Okay. So we've squashed two Twitter rumors. Pats aren't trading up top ten for a quarterback. Trey Lance isn't gonna be a Jet. I mean so now if you see them, if you watch the show and you continue to tweet these things and we yell at you, don't get mad at us because we told you to stop. <laughs> so. The last time I well, the last time I said something that emphatically, I actually said that the uh, Juju Smith wouldn't be signing a one year oh, deal God. with yeah. the Steelers. Well, and well, no I agree with you. So I agree Less with you. This time, hours later. It out. Um, <laughs> like circling back though with this whole Jimmy G thing, because I think this has been interesting the last few weeks, the way or well, the last week since the trades, the way this has developed. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are still adamant in saying Jimmy G's their guy. They still have faith in him. They do want to draft the quarterback of the future, but they have no plans of trading Jimmy. He's going to be the 49ers quarterback this year. My thinking is because I don't think they're going to take Trey Lance. I'm 100% on the Mac Jones train for the 49ers. My thinking there is, why are you going to sit somebody like Mac Jones behind Jimmy for a year? If you're going to, if you trade up for him, you obviously think that he had the skill set to start. If you're going to, you're moving up nine spots to go get him. Why are you going to sit him behind Jimmy for a year? Sure. Maybe to learn the system. Jimmy's contract is a little iffy with all the guaranteed money and whatever, but it just doesn't, I'm not buying it. Like Nick and I have been saying for the last few weeks until I see Jimmy out on the field, during training camp or first game in the season, I don't think he's going to be a 49er this year. I don't necessarily think he's going to Patriot be a Patriot, but I feel like that's the best destination for him. I think we all know how much Bill Belichick loves Jimmy Garoppolo. He almost traded Tom Brady to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the conversation was there. I just, I don't know. And the, the one weird thing about all of these comments from the GM and from the head coach, Kyle Shanahan said, when Jimmy's pissed off, he plays his best football. When has Jimmy ever been pissed off, first yeah. of all? I've never seen Jimmy Garoppolo angry on the field in his life. He's, like, very stoic on the field. He's got no emotions, mm -hmm. which is why he fits in New England, I think. Yeah, but I think, it's just the I think what's so happening weird. is – Yeah, I think what's happening is Belichick is – they they will move Garoppolo. They they just don't want to move him for a fourth round pick, which I'm probably guessing what Belichick is trying to get him for nothing. You know, like a day right. three pick, right? You know, because he's going to take on the money. You know, he's going to roll with him and Cam, so they're going to still you know be paying quarterbacks two quarterbacks. I know he'll only really kind of guarantee, I believe, five million to Cam, but I think they're trying to get him. Yeah, nothing. So I think they're trying to get him at their price. And the Niners aren't going to move off of that price. And I don't think there's any other team that really wants a Jimmy G right now unless, let's say, Carolina, you know, doesn't come up with their quarterback in the draft or Denver, you know, maybe something after the draft where they're trading future picks and San Fran is still trying to keep the 
uh, asking price, you know, what they can get back a little bit higher. And that's why they're so pro Jimmy G right now. Um, if they do move Jimmy G, I would, I would probably switch it up and I wouldn't have Lance going there. I would probably have a Justin Fields or Mac Jones because they would come and play day one. But with the Jimmy G, I think Lance makes the most sense because you can sit him and you can, you know, if you work with this guy and you, you get him to reach his ultimate ceiling, he's probably got a high, like I said, higher ceiling than any of those other guys. So right now with Jimmy G there, I lean towards Lance, but if by next week the Pats do come and make a trade for him, I probably would change my mock-up and I'd probably have either Justin Fields or Mac Jones going there. Well, the situation is similar with the 49ers as it is with the Jets. I think when you have a plethora of quarterbacks in this class, like we do, um, and and even the Trask kid who's looking to go in the second round and even maybe late one. I mean, you have five, six, even seven quarterbacks that people are and teams are looking at like, wow, like this can be our franchise quarterback. It puts teams like the 49ers and the Jets who are looking to move Darnold at a disadvantage where the asking price has to go down because – why would I go and give you a first round or second round pick for Sam Darnold when I could use that pick, move up 10 spots and take a Trask or, or even a Mac Jones or someone. So this, this year kind of in many ways, it, 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 it hurt teams like the jets and 49ers because you can't move a quarterback that could potentially fit somewhere else because of these other options. But at the same time, it allows a team like the Jets and 49ers to ironically draft someone and, 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 and like the Niners did move up to get one of these top four or five quarterbacks. So um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting draft. I think there's going to be some trades and some movement that uh, maybe we're not used to necessarily on draft day happen where maybe you see a star studded player get traded. Um, a a yeah. high caliber player moves. I mean, you look at the way to the NFL has been running lately. It looks like players have a little bit more control than maybe they used to in the past, a little bit um, under that sort of NBA sort of model where the yeah. player that if they don't want to stay, they want to move, they, they, they get their, they get their wishes now. So um, you're going to see something, I think over the next month or so, uh, maybe post-draft also where a player moves a quarterback uh, with the carousel. And we still have Deshaun Watson who's out there. We didn't even mention him yet. I mean, Man. he's technically – is he still available? I, I don't know. Does anybody know? I mean, Deshaun Watson, uh, now there's another case that, that's coming up. It seems like there's a new case every every six hours or so. So what's his availability? No one's really discussing that. And that's another factor in this whole equation. Um, so – Watson could get traded any day. It's something where it could happen minute. by by Monday. Like he yeah. could be realistically be traded Sunday or Monday, and and I wouldn't be surprised. Like teams are still talking with them. There's a few teams that are definitely still in on him. Miami and the Panthers are 100 percent still in on him. The Jets aren't, so you can end that dream. Um, but you know you can see. Okay, like, so that's three. I'm keeping, yeah, you, I'm keeping count. That's three. <laughs> I mean, the 49ers are out now. Obviously, they traded the farm. Um, you could have a team like the Eagles, you know, possibly get in there. But, you know, what I was told is that it came from above that they want to see what Jalen Hurts has this year. So that's the reason why they moved back to to get out Wait, of that. Were you, like, praying? Were you praying last night? Did God talk what? to you last night? That's good. <laughs> so it came, it came from above. I've never <laughs> well, heard that. It came from ownership. Ownership wants to see Jalen Hurts play next year and see what they have. Um, so, but if, if Watson doesn't get moved, they would definitely be one of the favorites for him in the offseason if Hurts doesn't play play well but um but it could be something like a day two trade for sure like if sam darnold or garoppolo if carolina or washington or chicago misses out on you know mac jones or somebody and they're sitting there and they're like kyle trask kind of sucks i don't want kyle trask and calamond is way too much of a project like i'd rather take a guy like darnold who we had rated really high two years ago give up a second round pick for him or, or you know a conditional 2022 pick and go with him. I know I don't have to really kind of like develop him, so to say. He's already had three years of experience, and that cra craziness happens after the first round. Like day two comes, you reset your board, you sleep on it, and then teams who miss out on their quarterback in the first round. If you see all those guys go, there's going to be three or four teams that are looking for a quarterback in this draft and don't end up getting one. And that's where a power move happens from a team like the Jets or the 49ers, where they can come in and and get that day two pick. I want to see the Carolina Panthers get a really good quarterback in there because DJ Moore and, and, and Robbie Anderson with Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. I mean, talk about a dangerous offense. Yeah. You're going to have one of the top offenses, 
you know, in the NFC for sure, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if you get a, a quality quarterback. Another team that's interesting that no one's really talking about that I think is ready to say, like, we need to do something. Like, we've we've been, like, sort of on the cusp for a long time is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you have Adam Thielen. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Dalvin Cook. You get a quarterback in there, and Kirk Cousins, I don't think, is the answer for them. He's not. So maybe the Vikings no. do something in this draft. You never know. I mean, teams that have prolific pieces like like the Panthers, Vikings, they're gonna. You might see one of these teams jump up early in the draft and, and go to you know five five to seven and try to get a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance. Yeah, the only problem with Kirk though is his contract was just guaranteed on the fifth day of the year. He's thirty-five stealing, million dollars, so stealing money from them. It's insane. Ridiculous. It's almost impossible to move on from him. But I don't think it's. I don't think he's like the future there. I think probably if not next year, the year after that, they'll be looking for somebody. And they got a. I don't know if Thielen will still be there at that point, but you'll have a Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook like. That's a great group of guys there. But you know what happens in the NFL, Nick, when you have money tied up sometimes, like when the Bears had money tied up with Glennon, Eagles had money tied up with Wentz, you go to your next best option. Yeah, There's yeah. no – you don't have another year he'll be year here anymore. this year. He'll be here this year in 2021, but – I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to – I don't I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think Cousins is going to finish out the year. I don't, I don't think so. I don't Listen, think he's going to finish out the year. All I know is that if I was the GM of the Patriots, I would call up John Lynch and say, hey, here's Nikhil Harry and Jared Siddham. Give me freaking Jimmy back. <laughs> you want Jimmy back, huh? Yeah, I got to let this go. At this point, okay, so I, at this point, here's my line of thinking is that if it's Cam, I'm okay with it because, like I said, I still think he's better than what he showed last year. He's going to have better tools around him. The offensive line, I know losing Joe Tooney is a big thing, but getting Trent Brown, huge. I think the Andrew. offense itself is going to be better. Keeping David Andrews massive, like I don't, I don't care what anybody says. I think he's the best center in the league. People can argue with me on that. I don't care. Um, Breeze has an Andrews pillow, don't you, Bree? I hear you have a mm-hmm. David Andrews, but yeah, I do. Yeah, I love that guy. He's a freaking riot. <laughs> um, if if it's Cam, I'm cool with it. I don't think they're they're going to draft a quarterback, and if they do, it's not going to be one of the ones that you're going to see going top five. I've I'm repeating myself here. Kyle Trask in the second round, interesting. Yeah. I don't think Jared Stidham is the guy. I don't think he's the guy to be a backup. I don't definitely don't think he's the guy to be a starter. He'll I be think, cut in the summer. I think he sucks. Yeah. I think he sucks. And if a team Bill is a bottom too. of the barrel team is looking for a backup quarterback hit my line because I will work as his agent and say, Hey, yeah, give me whatever you want and you can have them. You can give me a box of Girl Scout cookies. I just finished this one. <laughs> you can give me a box of Girl Scout cookies and you can take Jared Stidham away. Which where are they, Bree? Bree, where are they? I know, I know they're close by. There we go. Yes, the best ones. <laughs> Wait, which, what are those called? The tag alongs. What the hell's that tag the Peanut butter and chocolates. Chocolate and peanut ones. butter. Best are those like a new box. thing, tag alongs? No. Oh my God, no. They didn't have anyway. tag-alongs when we were younger. They now. had tag They always you telling me? <laughs> Those are the ones I always had. A tag- yeah. I remember Samoas. I remember um, – Samoas are great. Thin yep, mints are great. Thin mints are great. <laughs> tag-alongs. Yeah, man. Yeah. I um, Weird name. Some creepy names my, on those Girl Scout cookies. One of my girlfriends sent me the link for um, – it's one of the Girl Scout troops in New York City that is – all the girls are either homeless or in shelters or things like that. And I had a couple of glasses of wine when she sent the link, and I was like, okay. I bought like 12 boxes. Wow. Freaking. That's whatever. nice of you to, to talking about homeless women, and then you're <laughs> sitting there drinking a glass of red I wine. Know. It goes to a good cause, though. If I can help those girls, I'll eat all the cookies I have to. You know what? I'm anyway. losing faith. I'm losing faith. And I mean, that's actually nice of you to buy something and yeah. promote charity, but I'm starting to lose yeah. faith in humanity. People just out here in the city, just watching crimes happen and don't step in. Come oh. on, people wake yeah. up. You see a crime. Right, stop another it. show for this. I'll go, <laughs> go on all day. Oh my Lord. Well, what's going on in humanity these days? We need, oh, we need some man. real women and men, men, women out there. Come on. What's going on? to call in too let's get some people to call yeah. in uh let's stop talking about girl scout cookies um you guys <laughs> we kind of we got this done pretty quick today i know we got I'm all impressed. our topics in 45 minutes now I'm, we have time for you guys to call in 
yeah, you got questions. You guys can call in. You can drop your questions in the comments. Do yeah, shoot, like do. shoot the shoot the questions now. I just want to get into something really quickly. Uh -oh. I have to oh, get Yankee? this all. all I have, yes, Yankees I have lost to get this today, off my Frank. Chest. Baseball season opened up, and my dumb me, ass um, was all excited about the New York Yankees and their path to winning a World Series. I was convinced this is the year. Like I was convinced last year, the year before, the year before. We're gonna do it again. We're gonna get to that 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 number thirty, which is in all of our Yankee fans mind. We're getting a 30 World Series at some point very soon. Now, today, the lineup comes out, and we're batting DJ one, okay. We're batting Judge two, which I've been saying Judge should be batting three for years, but I'm I'm a football fan and a basketball guy, so the baseball <laughs> heads, they think I don't know what I'm talking about. So, all right, all right, cool. Let, let, let Judge bat two. Third is Aaron Hicks. That's Aaron terrible. Hicks is batting third. He's batting ninth. What is going on with the I Yankees lineup? What the hell is going on? It's simple. You bat DJ one every day. You bat Glaber Torres two every day and stop putting Glaber at shortstop because he is, first of all, not a shortstop. And mentally, when he goes onto the field, he's thinking about, or to the stadium, he's thinking about playing shortstop and the fact that he sucks at it and it's affecting his hitting and it's affecting his mind. So put him back to second or DH him some days if you have to. He's too good of a hitter to be playing shortstop. Bat him two, bat Aaron Judge three, and then bat whoever you want fourth. Bat Luke, Luke Vaught fourth, bat Stanton fourth, bat anyone else fourth. Bat Urshela fourth. I don't give a crap. Um, but this is ridiculous, what's going on with the Yankees. And it's these, this is all coming from Brian Cashman. It's all coming from him. And Boone doesn't have two pair or a pair, excuse me. He doesn't have a pair. So I don't know. Two pairs would be way. Nick has two pairs. That's but, uh, a little no. weird. No, no, yeah. personal. no, no. He doesn't have a pair on him idea. to be able to talk to Brian Cashman and say, listen, th this lineup is ridiculous because, you know, Ka uh, Hicks is Cashman's guy. So you have to bet. It sucks. Third. Enough of this guy. They've been, has Hicks ever had a, a two week stretch where he's been like this phenomenal hitter? Should be bad night. Hell? He gets on base. You gotta move. It's you ridiculous. have to move my boy Clint Frazier up. He needs to. He needs. He puts the bat in the ball. He's got to be hitting higher in that lineup. I, I, in my opinion, I, I like <laughs> Judge is the most overrated. Oh boy, that um, is beyond crazy, man. Lemay That's almost as man. crazy as as your YouTube name. That is not the case, <laughs> brother. You will see. Give Aaron Judge some time. I know we've been giving him too much time, but my God, I'm it's been you, man, like Aaron five is, years. He's almost Judge forty-five years old, isn't he? Jesus. Don't I hate mean, on Aaron. Hey, how are we going to bury the lead about Francisco Lindor's contract? I mean, baseball contracts are out out of the worst control. contract of of in, in MLB history. You're talking, <laughs> dude. All these contracts suck. Anybody you give more than like five years to, you're going to regret it. But that's the way it goes. Um, yes, the worst contract is by far Chris Davis with the Orioles. You're right, Splash. Um, but I mean, the Mets. It's a the move. The Mets move goes beyond just like on the field. It's more of like a mindset. The Mets have had this like minor league second team in, in town mindset when with, when Cohen comes in, makes a move for Lindor, and then shows you you're going to go out and pay him and do whatever it takes. It's It changes that loser mentality that the Mets have had forever. And it says, all right, this team, you know, we're here to compete. You know, we're not just here to go on a fluky run with the best pitcher in baseball by far. Um, and hopefully he carries us there. No, you go out and you get one of the best players in baseball, put him behind a Conforto, an Alonzo, a, a McNeil. Now you have a formidable lineup and a 10-year, 341, highest-paid shortstop, third-highest paid ever. Uh, I love it. I thought it was great. I wasn't even worried about it. I was talking to a few of my buddies who were texting me, like, all nervous about it. I'm like, when you got a guy with an ego as big as Steve Cohen, there's no way he's going to let this not get done. So credit to him, credit to the Mets, and we don't – give the Mets credit often because they don't deserve it, but I'm actually proud to wear it today, even though the Nationals went and messed around and brought COVID back to baseball. They should have had to forfeit today and, and Friday's game, in my opinion, but that's for another day. So with the Red Sox getting rained out today? I know, both of um, our teams. Uh, I know, it sucks. I have a feeling um, the Red Sox might be pretty good this year, Bri. I'm pretty scared about that. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Um, I was – Forced to watch the Yankees today just to get my baseball fixed. And when I tell you, watching Disgusted. Aaron Judge strike out, it, it 
I dislike Stan my heart. way more than I dislike Judge. So do did I. You see- I call him, I call him Mike. I don't even call him Giancarlo. I call him Mike. How many hits did DJ LeMayhew, Hicks, and oh, Stan went, have today? Uh, How many? Did LeMayhew go over four today, too? Our one hitter, our three hitter, and our four hitter had a whopping, you know how many hits? As many as you had, Bree, Nick, and me combined. Us three from had my as many hits as they did. Couch. Zero. <laughs> did, it, uh, did, uh, did I hear this right? Did they boo John Carlos Stan? I wouldn't be surprised. 20% capacity. Right? They always, they boo everyone at Yankee Stadium. You it's opening boo. day. You haven't been able to go to a game in 18 months. You I come like back it. in and you boo. I agree. I like it too. They booed him from last year. I'm so sick of you Yankee fans, man. Shut we boo everybody. Up. They're probably booing because they raised beer prices. Who knows where they're booing? It doesn't make a difference. The only thing that they matters at the end of the day. Out. Get him out of here. He's Stan go. was been, Stan crushed in the playoffs last year. Oh, Stan's fine. Sucks. Stan's fine. It's the lineup. I'm telling everyone, it's the lineup. It doesn't make sense. This traditional thing that we have to have our two hitter be our on base guy, and then our three hitter is like this, you know, whatever. It just doesn't make sense. Go the traditional baseball way. Speedy guy one, two is your hybrid guy, three is your top hitter, and then four is your home run hitter. That's it. Don't overthink this thing. They've been over the analytics guys are going to come with pitchforks to your house tomorrow. Good, I'll give them my address. They, they can <laughs> analytics. Listen, I, I'll buy I them a 99 guys, slice of pizza. 99 I don't know if you guys I got for lunch feel today. the same way. Analytics is ruining baseball for me, ruining, it's ruining it. a lot of things. And it's but starting it also to come helps. into football, yeah. Every splash. Yes, Splash. Splash is a big analytics guy. I know. You have it's teams, just, though, that have so benefited annoying. with analytics, though. I'm sure the Buccaneers have – I mean, we – I remember Reddy, a long time ago we spoke to – we spoke with some people in the Bucks uh, clubhouse, and they were getting heavily involved in analytics mm-hmm. about three or four years yeah. ago. So, But that's that, – okay, so the Tampa Bay Rays, that's the exact point. They, big on analytics, led them to the World Series. It also lost them the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't small take market Blake teams Snell have out. to do it sometimes. You don't yeah. take Blake Snell out when he's rolling like that. I don't care how much he looks like he's yeah. sick and dying I think there on needs the to field. Be a, uh, I think there needs to be a, 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 you know, needs to be like a middle ground here because I believe an, I believe in analytics, but I also believe in the eye test. I believe in what you know. You know, with Frank saying Judge not batting two, I, I have more, more of a problem with Hicks batting three and Stanton batting four than I do with Judge at two, but I can see where he's coming from. So, um, but anyway, if we want to, do we have a caller on the line or anybody? We want to take one to wrap up? Questions? Anybody? We do have Call a caller. So Let's we have a caller. It. Is this, uh, we have a caller, Chris, I believe it is, who would like to talk about the. San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Chris, okay. you are on Time Out with You Stadium, the best up, super Chris? fan show ever. What's up, Chris? Chris in the Upper East Side. What's going on? Oh, shit. oh Upper East Side Chris. What's up, brother? It's my bromie right here. What's up, dude? First of all, the fact that I'm not cracking a beer and watching the ground pitch right now is absolutely terrible. <laughs> terrible. It should forfeit, dude. should be 1 0. Let, let the boys play. As, uh, <laughs> you know, let the boys play. Um, all right, question. I got a comment, a few comments about the Niners. I think if they take Mac Jones or this guy Lance, that is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, how do you do that? Like, like, like Lance didn't even play last year, and you're going to take him in the top. I think if Lance gets taken in the top, like, 15, that's just crazy. I, I, don't, know how, I don't know how you do that. Like, I don't know, man. He's not like a Mahomes guy. Like, Mahomes was taking, like, what, like 15th or something? And he sat for a year? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think you can take a guy like that in the top 15. I think that's crazy. And then Mac Jones, the guy's thrown to wide open receivers, Devonta Smith or whoever, whatever, the bottle. Like, he's like, they're playing, like, he, they're wide open. Like, you can't take a guy like that. It's got to be either Fields or Wilson. And then, like, my question, though, is, hey, you think, that they prefer one of those two guys, like number one and then number two, like really like let's just say Fields, and then the Jets take Fields. Yeah, I'm sure they'll take Wilson and be okay with it. But like, you just gave up a hole for a guy that you like really want, and like you don't even get him. Like what? Like what do you do if like something like that happens? You know? Yeah, it's yeah, a good that's point. a that's a great point. I mean, and Chris, thanks for calling in, brother. Um, 
But yeah, no, that's a great point. It's um, it's something that even when the Jets did this and they traded up to three and uh, we ended up with Darnold, nobody knew. You didn't know. What if Darnold went first and then we, we had to take who, Baker? I mean, I, I nobody knows, really. I think the 49ers, what I can say is they have a couple guys. They have a couple quarterbacks that they like. Um, they Maybe it's Wilson Lance. Maybe it's Fields Lance. Nobody really knows. It seems to be that they do like Zach Wilson a lot, but he's going to go too. And then they probably have a concession, their third quarterback ranked. So they probably have a quarterback ranking that has three guys heavy, top heavy, or even four yeah. maybe. Um, but it's probably three because they know it's going to be three quarterbacks taken and they're going to be the third one. So they just go up and make that trade to get that third best. So um, I think, if, I mean, if the Jets take Wilson, the Niners should take Fields. That is a no-brainer to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fields is, to me, just a better version of Trey Lance. Yeah, I, right I think now, it at least. has to be – I agree. I think, you know, when you, when you do make that move, you clearly are making the move knowing you're going to get one of these guys that you really like, obviously, because if they're sitting there thinking, like, praying that, the you know, the Jaguars and Jets pass up on – the you know, if they have two guys there – you're not going to make that trade. You're going to wait, you know, and then, you know, you're worried about other teams jumping you like uh, Carolina who's picking earlier than you, you know, Carolina offers that same trade. They're taking Carolina's trade because they're picking higher, you know? So you have, they have to have a guy that they like at three that they know is going to be there, but I don't necessarily think that they have to have that one, like they're dead set on one of these guys yet because they could still go through the process, like take the pro days, you know, fill, finish out your evaluation. Your mind's never going to be really made up at a pro day. At least it shouldn't. Like a good organization isn't going to really let it, you know, hang a pro day going to be the deciding factor. It could solidify your, you know, your, your decision. Like if the Jets went there, like knowing they're going to take Wilson, you know, they talked with him, they saw him throw the ball, the release like out of his hand in person, got to go to dinner with him afterwards, or, you know, get his physical this week coming up that solidifies your opinion. It shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't say, wow, he made this crazy across the body throw. We have to get this guy. That's, that's what bad organizations do. But, you know, the 49ers definitely have at least three, probably like you said, Frank, four guys that they feel, you know, good about. And then it's just ultimately making that, that decision on the guy that they're going to go with. But I feel like for whatever reason, nobody's talking about fields going to San Fran and like, watch, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I just, I, I think, the dominoes are going to start falling in the next couple weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised if we are all wrong on everything that we just talked about. We're going to take about. Kyle Pitts and have the best tight ends in history. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if we are wrong about literally everything we just yep. talked about. That's but the draft for you. That's that's it. But I think this is one of our better shows. I think we made good points. I think we were nice and quick in what we were trying to do. We took some calls, answered some questions, talked about cookies. I think we That's did good true. today. We didn't even plan on the cookie talk, so that was no, a, we that was a throw in. <laughs> and we talked a lot more it. baseball. Bree yeah. shows up to the pre-show prep. She has crumbs at, coming out of her mouth. I'm like, literally just uh, like, are you, What are you eating? Like, the, she I was like grabbing day. something off. She's like, cookies. I had a busy work day. I didn't get to actually eat lunch. So once I finished up, I came home and I was like, oh, I have Girl Scout cookies. So I ate like half the box before the show um and now i'm gonna go make steak so there we go so am i nice so i hate you guys i'm eating 99 (laughs) cent pizza saving money in manhattan i just moved here you guys are making steaks Um, i had a great 99 cent slice today it was great because it was 99 cents but i'll send you a video oh i'm gonna plug the plug the draft kit yeah it's gonna be posted it'll be posted within the hour or so once the show is probably posted too Top 200, which is crazy. It took me forever. Uh, Three-round mock, break uh, rankings by positions, breakdowns from every team's. Uh, I'm excited about it. Hopefully, you guys, just, it'll be on the app. You can get it, download it. It'll be in a PDF, so you can kind of skim through it and keep it with you on draft day to start going through your big board. So um, definitely look out for that in the next coming hours. All right. With that being said, we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Uh, we'll have more baseball to talk about. I feel like once hopefully the Mets play. Actually, I know, right? Same with the Red Sox. I have tickets next week. If I don't get to go, yeah, you're getting tickets from everywhere. People are like saving up for like their college funds for their kids, Left and they can't right. get tickets. And you're going so, games like every week. Luckily, I 
living in this area, I have a lot of friends whose families have season tickets. So pays to be the host I, of Time Out with the Stadium. beneficiary of exactly. extra season tickets, which is awesome. awesome. Um, but yeah, so we, I mean, we're going to continue the draft talk next week with the developments that happened this week. We'll talk some more mm-hmm. baseball. Um, I don't know. I'm going to get Connor in... Rogers to come on and talk draft next Thursday. So he's a man from Bleacher Report. Perfect. Good friend for a while. So he's got insides on a lot of teams and what they're thinking. So that'll be fun. Awesome. All right. Well, with that being said, you guys, we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a good see weekend. Ya. Happy Easter. Yes. Happy Easter. Time out. <laughs>